0: Hello, and welcome to Jam Presents, a podcast series produced by me, Mike Groves, and a good mate of mine, Jason Cripps. The first series of Jam Presents takes us back to July 2001, when Fox ran a one-off TV series called Murder in Small Town X, an American reality TV show that we believe went somewhat unnoticed. This accompanying podcast will break down each episode of Murder in Small Town X, as Jason and I follow the journeys of 10 contestants as they attempt to solve the brutal murder of the Flint family and catch the killer. Oh, and at the same time, try to win 250 grand.
1: In the quiet town of Sunrise, Maine, a killer is on the loose. A reward has been offered to 10 ordinary people.
2: they have been sent to Sunrise to play the killer's twisted game. Welcome to Sunrise.
1: Now, they must enter the mind of a killer and solve the mystery before they are eliminated one by one.
0: Each episode is available to watch on YouTube, so if you haven't already, go and watch episode 1 now. In this first episode of Murder in Small Town X, we watch grainy footage of the Flint's brutal murder in their family home. We meet the 10 contestants who will be playing the killer's game, along with the townspeople of Sunrise, Maine, 15 of whom make up the list of suspects. And just a quick word of warning, this recording was from our very first watch of episode one. As I sit here and edit this first podcast, we're now ready to record episode seven and we follow a much more structured format. So if you're listening and you think we flit about quite a bit, yeah, we do. Just bear with us. I promise things will be easier to follow in future episodes.
1: What do you want to start with then? (laughs) I've got my list.
0: I think at this point we're expecting people who are listening to have watched episode one so we don't really need to go into the ins and outs of the setup of the show or anything like that. We can go through it perhaps not in chronological order but through the tracks. I think before we do any of that what we need to do is cut back to our first conversation about Murder in Small Town X where you were recalling a show that you saw back in the day. So I'm going to cut Jason's audio in here so listeners can understand where we came to this and also you just need to forgive us because whilst look we're not spending loads of money on this podcast we've not got all the appropriate equipment we've not got even microphones we're using our phones to record all this audio on at the moment when we recorded this uh, there were no separate audio streams so it was very much a combined effort through recording on teams so just forgive us on the audio and the amount of times that i interrupt we've learned our lesson on that and we're slowly learning how to use the software
1: See, I don't know if anyone thinks it funny because I don't actually remember. So I'm not looking at any, like, synopsis. What I can remember is, imagine a TV company hiring out a whole village and yeah. there's a murderer in the village. Then so they've got contestants come in, like, outside contestants, like me and you, normal people, and they have to go through the village and find out who this, this murderer is, right? So like, like, interviewing people, finding out, like... So is everyone an
0: actor or is it just genuinely, like, real... Oh, no, people aren't getting murdered. Like, they are... Actually, <laughs> No, but the villagers. Like when you say take over a village, is there like? It's, 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 I mean,
1: this is my, I mean, when was this? This is probably 2001, mate. Okay. So this is my 13, 14-year-old brain being like, this, they've took over a whole, a whole village. <laughs> they've, over but really, 10, they've got. They've got a warehouse yeah, with seven probably, people in there. Yeah, it's probably or it's the it's same like,
0: actor playing different yeah, people in different Like a, a mustache on and stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> they get contestants to come in and there's like a plot point and they have to like think who it is and they go back to like a main little location and be like oh we think it's this and then the way they get voted out and i don't know who decides this is they get two locations they can go to and one place is a clue and the other place is like the serial killer basically i don't wow, know how nice. this is decided and i don't know who who votes on where they go but it's like being like all right mike you're going to the gas station yeah. oh jill you're going to the haunted woods. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they both go with like body cams on and then like, you, you'll be like, oh, I find the clue. And then on Jill's, she'll turn around and someone's gonna have a knife and it just like cut out. So and then the she's end of dead. That's her journey. Until there's one or two people left. And then they've got like, who's gonna solve, solve it? Oh, amazing. Amazing, isn't it? Until yeah. we watch
0: it, absolute shit. The only thing that I did pick up on when I was editing that initial two minutes was that I cut out a bit where we were talking over each other and you said gas station twice, but the second gas station was the clearest, so I cut that out and you go, gas station? I don't know why it made me laugh so much.
1: Gas station. Because I said initially, oh, they've rented a whole village, eh? In my head, it's a load smaller place. So when I first see this place, I'm thinking, this place is massive. Then they have a parade. So I wrote real parade, question mark. Of course it's a real parade. But they've obviously just rented out a few houses, aren't they? And set up certain...
0: So they filmed it on Founder's Day Parade. Yeah. Said to the town, right, we're going to do this. And then on the side, we're going to add all these little story arcs. So if you see cameras and stuff, just play normal or whatever. But as soon as
1: I saw this parade, I was like, God, this is this budget's massive. <laughs> they've arranged the whole parade for like a 30-second segment. <laughs>
0: So I did make note of it being the night before Founders Day. The other thing, I had a little chuckle to myself, was that obviously the place is called Sunrise, which is in Maine. What did make me laugh was that the grainy footage, it comes up at the bottom and it says, Sunrise, Maine, one eighteen am And I thought, what time does the sunrise in Maine if it's one eighteen am <laughs> So the killer, Heavy Breather, Mm-hmm looks through the windows when he's looking through the windows initially in that grainy footage
1: that's t- that's typical off the back of like all other slasher films in that era
0: yeah and I did quite like it that they made it quite clear that the, the gun was shot towards the dad and then the daughter definitely died as well in the bedroom covering shielding mm-hmm. and then she got shot they cut away from the I mum, and although there were screams there was no gunshot which
1: she's missing isn't she she's missing oh my god I've put that someone steps in a massive puddle of blood.
0: <laughs> right. So the, 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 the middle aged so woman and the elderly man, who, who are they? And also, why does he make it so obvious like yeah, he stood no, in dog seriously, shit? You, you've like,
1: opened, but the thing is, you've opened the door and you haven't seen this massive puddle of human blood that you've stepped in. And it's only until someone says something that you're like, oh, that's what I've stepped in. Like You're hearing that. You're stepping in that puddle and you're hearing that. And I'm thinking, yeah, this looks a bit dodged. It's not an afterthought. So, we've said about the massive of of blood. I've, I've got here a paragraph, close eyes, open eyes. What's that about? I'm sure someone says it. I'm going to have to look back, because I remember laughing loads at that.
0: I don't know it's, that bit.
1: Something like, or you close your eyes, and then you open your eyes, oh, and you close your that? eyes. Someone says it, like.
2: Yeah. Take a murder mystery novel. Open it. Read the first paragraph. Now close your eyes. Open your eyes, and you're there. They have been sent to Sunrise to play the killer's twisted
1: game. Why have I put this in? I put pre-Saw, because this was before Saw came out. Oh, because he's like, do you want to play a game? And I was thinking, that sounds exactly like Saw.
2: It appears the killer forced Carmen Flint to read this statement. Tonight at the Flint house, I've begun my life's work. There will be more to come. Nate and Abby Flint are dead. They belong to me now. But I have no use for Carmen Flint and I will send her back soon. Let's play a game. These 15 people all live in the town of Sunrise. I am one of the 15. If you want to find out who I am, you will have to play by my rules. I would say good luck. But you will need more than that.
0: <laughs> yeah, they needed, they needed a setup. Because obviously the premise is that someone's going to win $250,000. And that 10 investigators, why are they there? Granted,
1: but it's just a way that little bit. Also, it's it, it was very reminiscent of like someone I was thinking, this is three years before. I want
0: to play a game. So after the initial setup, we meet 10 contestants. Kristen, mortgage banker... Mm-hmm. from Los Angeles, we've got Angel, the firefighter from New York, we've got Katie, an office temp from Erie, Shirley, which Shirley is interesting, she's from Henderson, um, and it says, owner, home health agency, I don't know what home health agency is, it sounds like it's going to be one of these pyramid schemes or something like that, she's the owner of home health agency, I Think she's, yes.
1: she's obviously got there and thought, shit, I need to think of something <laughs> really quickly.
0: Yeah, I'm an, I'm an owner. Owner of what?
1: Home, <laughs> health, agency.
0: <laughs> like Mrs. fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've got Brian from Fort Lauderdale, who's a medical student. We've got Andy, media planner from Chicago. Alan, Knoxville, Tennessee. I think um, Knoxville's in Tennessee. Deli owner. Stacy, Staten Island. She's a bartender. Lindsay, a student from Las Vegas, and Jeff a model from Portland. The suspects, we have got ferry boat captain Thibodeau, who used to work for or with Nate, We've got Dudley Duncan, Chief of Police. Emerson Bowden, the Mayor of Sunrise. Frank Kovic, the Reporter. Drew Chambers, who's the owner of the club. Lighter Rose Blodgett, Operator of the Mail Centre, who we meet in this episode. We've got Prue, Prudence Connor, who's a garage owner. Reverend Rusty Crandall. <laughs> I mean, Rusty Crandall sounds a bit like an ailment, doesn't it? <laughs> i went to the doctor. What's wrong? I've got a Rusty Crandall. <laughs> General Hayden DeBeck. Leader of Mind Science. We've got Town Attorney Deanna Harris. William Lambert, who is Nate Flint's business partner. Sam Larrabee, a diner owner. Mary Elizabeth Merchant, who's Abby's best friend. Abby's boyfriend, Jimmy Tinker. And X-Ray, the town cabbies.
1: Also, you know when um, they go into the, uh, the town hall meeting? Who is it that takes one of them to the side? Thibodeau. Behind, behind him is another chap, I, with a, I swear. A blue face. He's got a weird mad face tattoo. I'm going to go with that Easter killer already. Blue-faced man
0: blue face man isn't even a suspect <laughs> and
1: that's true He should be He should be Look at him The fact that one of the suspects Is called X-Ray And it comes from nowhere so I think he's the last one to be introduced
0: When Shirley's on her way to Wherever Shirley ends up going x ray is like We've got God on our side
1: That's what I've got X-Ray giving Shirley shit God on my side That's what I've said
0: Shirley, I think you are manipulating me That's what I'm feeling No, I'm Am not right? no. Come on now you are going to be fine. I am sure you are going to be fine. Because why? why? Why are you going to be fine? Tell me.
2: Because I have done on my Exactly. Side.
0: Yeah. So
1: he's just giving her some abuse, but then surely it's got the X-ray. I've, I've solved it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see who who takes it.
0: If one of them goes on the bus and doesn't get killed,
1: an X-ray takes. See X-ray going back in with blood on his hands. Like... <laughs> also, I think that the main bloke when he was explaining the rules—what do you want to call him? The lead investigator,
0: Gary, the lead investigator.
1: Yeah. So Gary was just obviously telling, telling the rules and he says, oh, one of, you, one of you will not be coming back. And he's just so dead, like, he doesn't care, so chilled. But I do like how Gary lead investigator, lead investigator is suddenly becoming Gary's second name.
0: As the lead investigator talks about the 15 killer being one of the 15 townspeople, mm-hmm. he also says, we need to catch the killer before he kills again. And it's only a really subtle before he kills again.
2: Your job is to figure out who the murderer is before he kills
1: again. Do you reckon they've messed that up? Is
0: that a blooper, really early on? Because I didn't pick up on it first time I watched through. There are quite a few females, but it was just a passing...
1: We could potentially eliminate them. we'll see.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be really interesting to go back and look at this when
2: we...
1: We know and see if there's, see if there's big clues.
2: Now we're going to divide up into teams to handle these investigative tracks. But first we have to pick the lifeguard. There's a card in front of you. What I'd like each of you to do is write your name on that card for me. And our first lifeguard is going to be chosen out of this box. You're going to put your names and we'll just choose. A new lifeguard will be selected every three days. The lifeguard's a very desirable position. It keeps you in headquarters, safe from the killer, and you're exempt from having to play the killer's game every third day. You also are the link with the teams in the field, and you're responsible for choosing those teams.
1: So you know when they're doing this, this lifeguard, you know, this lifeguard they call it, which I think is a ridiculous name for the role. <laughs> I can't remember who it is. He asks Gary, the lead investigator, he goes, so it's the last person in the box that's a lifeguard. And Gary goes, no, it's the, f- the one I brought bring out. It's like, you're such an idiot. <laughs> like, the last card in
2: there is the home base person? No, the card that I just picked oh, is going to be the lifeguard. Andrew, you're going to be the lifeguard.
1: Who's Car- Carmen?
2: Oh, Carmen's the wife.
1: Yeah, because there's a pit, and I can't remember. Obviously, I don't know the names off by heart, the contestants. But one of the women says one of the men. Oh, Carmen's been fanged, and he goes, "Who?"
2: No, this, they said that they oh, found Carmen. Carmen. Carmen's Carmen's body.
1: Who? <laughs> I was like, you do realise you're on the <laughs> on the reality show, and they've explained all this.
0: <laughs> We've now met the contestants and the suspects. And after the lifeguard is chosen, the team re-watch the tape. Uh, we've got three lines of investigation that are opened. Track one is to recover Nate Flint's clock uh, and search for the murder weapon, along with investigating the disappearance of Abby's car. Track two, the lighter Rose Blodgett track. She's the next-door neighbour of the Flints and could be a, a key witness. And track three, the Thibodeau track. We need his alibi for the murder and understand his relationship with Nate. Um, I quite like the way in which they do these tracks. Hopefully that's the the, the format going forward because it's going to be a damn sight easier to edit these podcasts if that's the case.
2: You guys see the sweepers? The sweepers right there. Have you not noticed these people that's been through the town sweeping like in a tuxedo? There was three of them out there earlier today too, just yeah. sweeping the sidewalks.
1: Street sweepers in tuxes. Oh. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> so that's my biggest I think there should be there needs to be a section. The biggest what the fuck moment was definitely the street sweepers. And they mentioned that they were there before, either at the parade or something like that. Uh, but the fact that the street sweepers exist
1: In tuxes. And like-
0: they're sweeping the same spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, with like raggedy old brushes. Like. I think maybe we should have... go into the
2: cellar. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. Is flooding? It's flooded.
1: When they went to the, the house and the basement was flooded, bit OTT that wasn't it? But, like, that, must a, have, I, that was
0: another thing that yeah. It's
1: like budget wise, like it just it really Why stood out. Why did you to need me. to flood it? Because I thought it'd be a bit, be a bit more of these um, you know, these, these visual games you see where it's like, oh, find the find the clock. But it's like absolute mess. The thing's a mess, do you know what I mean? Mm, like, mm. And, and you've got to really look for it. I thought it'd be like that, where they're looking under stuff and they're trying to find this. Um, they could have
0: gone another way, though. They could have made it like a trial on I'm a Celebrity. Tied things around so you've got to go under the water and like unscrew things and unhook things. But It's not, yeah, it's not like the they, crystal maze, though. Glad they didn't go down that route.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: What's that? That's a camera.
1: That's a camera. I've also got one there at the house. And like you you mentioned, the webcam. She's like, "What's that?" Well, that's a webcam. I know it's I know it's two thousand, but it's literally a camera connected to the computer, (laughs) sat on top of the monitor. She's like, "Well, perhaps it was on." I'm thinking, even if it is, mate, it's like three megapixels. It's just going to be absolutely blocky.
0: I've got a few things in terms of the clock was found, had the picture of um, Nate and Prudence, Prue Connery.
1: They were, like, a bit raunchy, but they didn't have to go as raunchy as they did, considering, did they?
0: they, One of them them was, like, they didn't. And also, why hide them in a clock?
1: (laughs) What, you're saying you don't hide stuff in clocks?
0: (laughs) Mate, i need to buy some more pots to hide more stuff away, yeah. I think. So, Prue Connor is, is seen, isn't she? She's clearly trying to get back into the house to recover those photos. Because yes. they're there looking and they stop her. Fair play, they do a really good Fair job. Fair
1: they, they do really good. I was thinking, yeah.
0: If that was me, I'd be like, yeah, go on, you're the actress. I'd-
1: yeah, I was going to say, day one, just let you do what you want. You know?
0: <laughs> but also, she could have, if they'd have let her go and followed her, they got nothing from her. Other than her suspicion. but then I activity. would, I
1: would, I would think in the nature of the game. If she went and got those photos, she would have dropped one on the walking out, or you know,
0: or you'd have, you'd have, yeah, by apprehending her or, or following her to the photos, saying, "What have you got there?" Then you would end up having them, or so, yeah, she's probably told you need to lead them to that clue. What
1: well, right, about when they went to the bar? That was funny, wasn't it?
0: Before they went to the bar, they went to interview Thibodeau. Um.
2: How you doing, Alan Fry, from Tennessee? This is Lindsay Labrum
0: from uh, Las Vegas. Because he ran away from yes. Carmen's recovery, they, they recovered the body,
1: and he's like, "My my job's done, my job's done."
0: Yeah, the person's considered a suspect has recovered a body of the missing mm. woman, and he's gone. Yeah, I'm I'm out of here, and off he goes, and they yeah. just let him.
1: X rays in the car park, just with his thumbs up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they then go and meet Thibodeau on the boat, and they keep don't in the background. They keep saying, "Don't go alone." Whatever you do, don't go alone in I like this. Tibideaux, I like this
1: little um, dynamic the fact Yeah, that that's clever. I'm ho- I'm hoping that somehow they get split up again. There's like an awkward choice. They get split up again, and someone gets wiped out just in the day, you know.
0: Yeah, that'd be really good. So they go to Thibodeau's boat. He's not very to try to shake his hand. Try to have a chat with him. He's he great. Says, if you want to chat with me, come to the club. And they're like, "What time? <laughs> when I'm there? Brilliant. Thanks. I'll be there when you're there."
1: All and the then, directors, all the directors and producers, not even paying this guy. Yeah. <laughs> where, 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 where have you got him from? He's just a local.
0: The next best thing is when they they go back then to the war room and they start briefing them and they're like, "Yeah, we've got to go to the bar to meet him." And then they say, "What time?" And they're like, "I didn't really say. Some some point tonight."
1: This club. I like how F you one's in this club.
0: Yeah. Oh, suspects. Yeah, they're all suspect. They all just hang together. There's there's loads of them. What have I put here in the club? We meet Drew, Mary Elizabeth. And Diana, William Lambert, and Thibodeau. Thibodeau explains that Nate lent him the money for the boat when he laid him off.
1: Yes, and they get the uh, they get the choice to go to um, what is it, is it? A room.
2: Thibodeau left. On the way out, the only way I'll talk to you is you meet me at room ninety nine
0: A.
1: And doesn't even go to the room. He just they just sit on some steps.
0: But what information does he give? Because I can't think that it's that interesting.
1: No, he. Doesn't he explain his alibi that he was... Yeah, with, he explains it. With yes. Connor?
0: He was with Prudence Connor as well, I think yeah. you're right. The fact that Alan does leave to go and talk to Thibodeau, putting him and Lindsay in danger, she's going, no, don't leave me. And he's like, yeah, just stay with Drew, you'll be fine. <laughs> Drew's a fucking suspect. He I thought literally that. Literally kill thought,
1: you. Don't leave me. I'll just leave me in the room with all these suspects that could be the killer. Brilliant. She takes, like, the higher as well. And I, to be fair, I, so would I. When she goes back, she mentions that as well.
2: He just got us both killed. Risk-taking's okay, but you're putting the other person you're with in danger. If I have to walk home alone, he just got killed. That means I can just get killed too because he's done getting killed and now the killer can run and kill me.
1: So he left, he left me? Yeah, sure yeah he she
0: tells him. She tells and you'd think that might gain him some votes against him when it comes to
1: obviously not but what would you I say what would you do in that situation what happened if they didn't do that they would just not have that information just not have Thibodeau's alibi
0: wouldn't have Thibodeau's alibi but he could be lying anyway couldn't he
1: yeah but was it just just to test
0: the water and see whether or not these people will
1: will actually um,
2: work on their own remember if you are alone you are at risk from the killer
0: We've not yet mentioned the other track, so we've gone through Thibodeau um, and his alibi that he gave at the club. We've also gone over Nate's clocks with the saucy photographs um, of Prudence Connor in there. We've not yet mentioned lighter, lighter being the Flint's neighbour. She tells us about Abby's boyfriend Jimmy Tinker fighting with Nate on the night of the murder. Um, what's actually great at, um, here is is the. All this is done in front of Jimmy's mum, Lillian.
1: Yeah. you are saying that. You're basically condemning my son as one of the main suspects.
0: He's, he's you know, um, yeah, he's already a suspect, but please, what are, you, what are you doing? With me here as well.
1: It's like, oh, he got hit the car with a tyre iron. Not a gun, though. Not a gun, tyre iron. <laughs> Look at this. Looks like we have another clue from the killer.
2: Uh, Andrew. We found us outside. Andrew!
1: They obviously get um, envelopes delivered, don't they? Yes. And there was an envelope on the front door of the war room building in broad daylight. <laughs> it's not even evening. It's pretty much midday or something.
0: Yeah, but they might have just got UPS or someone to sort of drop it off.
1: Oh well, here's a mysterious package. I'm just going to leave it on the door handle. I just thought, a bit risky.
2: We have gone over the evidence, and now it's time to hear the killer's question. We need to open the red envelope. It contains a question. If we answer correctly, the killer will clear one of the 15 suspects.
1: When they when they got the bed linen answer correctly, and then the killer um, they obviously emailed the killer or something, wasn't it? In some sort of early...
0: And then some Matrix-style code came up.
1: Um, it said correct or whatever. And then it it said it wasn't the police officer, wasn't it? Cleared the chief of police, and now Gary, the leader of goes up and puts a a X through his face with the worst shittest pen I've put on my notes. I put worst pen. It wasn't even a big fat like marker pen. I so thought I cannot see. I can't. That should be complete. Either take the photo down. Or proper stroke through it.
0: Two, two what? inches. That that line should be thick. I put the pen he used to cross Dudley's face is dreadful. <laughs>
1: I put what have I put? here? Yeah. shit pen to cross out.
0: <laughs> I wonder if in, in the next episode it's oh, changed. If it changes,
1: I, I would love, love it. it if
2: we see a thick marker pen in the next episode.
1: I think it's one of the things he thought. I'm going to cross this out. Goes across it out and thinks, oh, I fucked it.
2: I'm going to be back here at 4:30 when we're gonna open up the black envelope, where two of you will have to play the killer's game. One person is going to be chosen by the group and one person chosen by the lifeguard. Till then, good luck. And that's where it becomes a devious
0: game. After that, when the voting starts, the fact that they start calling Jeff out for being a sexist. And then they go on about him being a model. And they're like, oh yeah, male models always look down on us. What's going on there? (laughs) That's not his fault. didn't quite understand that. i put women start a game, fair play, and they do. They start saying, oh, yeah, us women have to stick together. And then two women end up <laughs> being voted. Mm-hmm. Um, that did that did make me laugh a bit. The fact that they, yeah, C- Kristen almost starts like a bit of a coup. Um, and it doesn't go according to plan. So I've put Shirley is the one person chosen by the group. Shirley knew. The other person chosen is Kristen, picked by Andy, the lifeguard. So,
1: how, how will they decide the next lifeguard then? Because so I do like how it's voted, but that's one thing I, I couldn't nail down when we were initially telling you, telling you about this show. So, obviously, one is selected by the lifeguard and the other one's selected by the group, which is a good yeah. way of doing it.
0: I do think it's a good way of doing it, but I also think the so whole open to abuse. premise of the lifeguard is terrible. Because now that person had immunity effectively in mm-hmm. the first vote. But, but then, how does that and happen they didn't next week? To go out. But now so Andy was the first um Andy was the first lifeguard. Right? So in the next episode, depending on how many days have passed because they only get a new lifeguard every three, three days, days, don't they? Mm. But when the new lifeguard comes along, they now get immunity. Straight away, they could put Andy up for it because they think, nah, you know, you had immunity last time. Mm. You deserve it this time. Also Kristen, if she becomes the lifeguard, or oh. if Kristen can get people on her side She's gonna go straight away and say, Andy. I want Andy to, to face yeah,
1: because she called Andy a weasel. He's dangerous.
2: Yeah. I speak my mind. Everyone knows. I what did I'm too. That's what I that's know you why did. I
1: was so worried. I
2: he's a little too. weasel. He's a little weasel. I talk, you talk, Stacy talks, he's a weasel.
1: And your ass is grass. That's what she said to him.
0: That was amazing. One of the best quotes, your ass is grass on the way out. Yep. Yeah. That was yep. fantastic.
1: Excuse me. If I make it
2: back here, your ass is grass, And I've made sure of that. Okay.
0: Kristen's probably got the best quote so far. The fact that she's like, I've known one woman try and screw me, and I've known more than one man. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue, that.
2: That's just I've me. had one woman in my entire life screw me over, and I've probably had about you. more than one man. I'm just going to say that. Okay.
0: In the final 10 minutes, they all become dickheads. That's how it felt to me. They all just became...
1: But this... you people. need that little... I think we need that little bit but of you like...
0: You do, because otherwise it's too wholesome and nice. Yeah. The fact that it's... You know, there's tension makes it good. And you know what I put? As I was watching it, and they were both in their location, after they'd done their film bits, you know, your ass is grass and all this sort of thing, I just wrote, I hope the killer gets them both. <laughs> but I actually wanted Shirley to return. And yeah, the end bit with the body cam footage is a bit scary. Shirley dies?
1: Yeah, imagine going around somewhere and So do you think So Shirley doesn't know she's gonna get killed, does she? No. Is someone creeping up on her then?
0: Oh, can you imagine? Or does she get Well this is the question, does she get off the bus and they're like, Yeah, sorry you've lost, just walk up here and pretend to be scared? Yeah. Or do they say, Walk a hundred metres up there, you'll leave a piece of clue or a killer and yeah. someone jumps out the bush?
1: Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine?
0: So surely, is the first person of the invest- first of the investigators to die, has anyone checked on her in real life? Like, did she, did she make it?
1: Did she actually die? Imagine if this is some really meta.
0: Well, yeah, it's never been redone because it's, it's still under investigation because nine people went missing in two thousand and one.
1: Yeah, after responding to some reality TV advert in the back of the paper.
0: Mm. I've put Kristen Returns. She's taken it far too personally. 14 suspects remain. And nine investigators.
1: Who do you think is going to win it then?
0: Well, so this is the main question now. Who we, who the killer is. And who of the... Okay, you're going to
1: write this down. Week, week one predictions. I mean, but...
0: it's recorded, so we've got it. We don't really need to write it down, but...
1: <laughs>
0: of the 14 remaining suspects... I would love it to be so blatantly obvious from the start and then just go, yeah, it was Thibodeau. Clearly he's a nutcase, you know? Hanging Th- around with a guy with a no, blue face.
1: If, I, I love Thibodeau.
0: I imagine there's going to be quite a few twists and turns. Is it a crime of passion? Is it a crime of revenge? Going through what we
1: know already, Thibodeau is episode one's bad guy. I wouldn't say bad guy, but he's the episode one's like...
0: Oh, without a doubt, he's obvi- the obvious choice. Yeah,
1: there. so it's not him. Then you've got business partner.
0: William Lambert.
1: So, William Lambert, I think it's, it's too coincidental. So, it's not going to be him. Although, lines of inquiry will take you down to this, William, because everyone's going to think that, right? Then you could say, like you say, X-ray, and I'd I love it to be X-ray in the fact that I, he takes X-ray people to get killed. takes
0: people to their death. That's the best.
1: It's, it's amazing. amazing. It's amazing, but yeah. it's a bit too obvious. And then I think it will go down to the lines of inquiry of the fact that Prudence Connor, because she's having an aff- she was having an affair with him.
0: Mm. and he didn't want to leave or, or something, something like all
1: some, like, or, or they had an yeah. argument or something so those are the people I don't think it is although I really do want it to be x-ray
0: yeah I would love for it to
1: be if the trend if the trend carries on and he keeps taking people to their deaths
0: nine investigators not that you know all their names
1: no because it's the, the, the one person I'm going to say now I don't know his name
0: okay well you describe them to me and I'll um, um, say the, his
1: name young youngish blonde guy
0: let me pull up the photos.
1: I'm pretty sure it's the one that said. Uh, that goes to meet Thibodeau and. Yes, on the boat. Yes. Leave
0: you on your own, type thing.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Alan. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. with Alan. I'm sticking with Alan for a winner. Really,
0: right? really cool. And he's. Like, he's oh, I can he's... talk to anybody.
1: Yeah. I'm... Really down <laughs> Do you know, to I was, earth. I was hoping he would go there and it'd be like, he doesn't know how to talk. <laughs> like on that. Um... Like the hip hop, a
0: bottomless. Yes. Yeah, my rhymes <laughs> are bottomless. <laughs>
1: I think he he does enough that he's there, but not too much that he's imposing on people.
0: I, you know? I think you're right. I think um, Jeff has wound people up. So she, yeah, already,
1: to Jeff's wound people up just by existing. Just by being bastard. a model, they're
0: like, <laughs> "Fuck you, mate." Unlucky, Jeff. How can you make money by looking that good?
1: You can't. You can't win reality TV shows if you're uh, if you're handsome.
0: We know it won't. We know it won't be Shirley.
1: I think she, she's gone.
0: Kristen and Andy have done too much. Andy would be it's fine, he's done nothing wrong yet, but Kristen think, might kill Andy. <laughs> exactly. By by being just through circumstance, he, I think. He's a marked
1: man, yeah. Yeah. And I think Kristen's maybe she, her mouth's too big. That will get her into trouble.
0: Your ass is grass.
1: Mm. She's a troublemaker already.
0: Stacy, the bartender, I thought she was pretty good. Um, yeah, she was, yeah. But yeah, in terms of who's going to win? Or who, who, would, who would we want to win? That's, that's a different. because I wouldn't want Kristen to win. I think, yeah, Alan, I think in, in terms of wanting them at to At the win, moment,
1: one episode in, I'm going Alan.
0: If you've made it this far, thanks for listening. Come and tell us what you think on Twitter. We're at Presents Jam. Go and watch episode two now and we'll be back next time to talk about Bono at a funeral, look at some saucy photos of Prudence Connor and have a snoop around Thibodeau's house.